Legacy of Stoke, compiled and edited by Joseph S. Tamarchio. Introduction Mo'olelo is the Hawaiian word for story. More literally, mo means succession while olelo means words. Therefore, mo'olelo is a succession of words, a story. In my mind, the story of surfing has always been a molelo a narrative of our tribe passed from one member to another. It is campfire built in the sand where we revel in the tales of the people we taught to surf and who taught us. The first waves, best wipeouts, funniest moments with our friends. The Legacy of Stoke, Volume 1, is a collection of these narratives, these stories from everyday surfers that you sit next to in the lineup. How Surfing Saved One Boy by Steve Zima. The Beginning. Some of my earliest and most vivid memories involve the hospital and doctors who commanded me to run or perform some other task. I remember my arms clumsily pumping as I tried to capture some kind of form. I remember the gathering of statistics and muted conversations between the doctors and my parents. I have other fond memories, too, of, for example, not being able to catch the ball in games at school, and the disapproving glares of the other children. As bad as this may seem, I did have some major saving graces. I lived a short walk from the beach, and I was living in Hawaii. I also had befriended a guy named Lou, who was my polar opposite. Lou was not yet in middle school, but he already had a skateboard and a surfboard. Lou was cool. One day Lou and I went to the beach and Lou thrust the surfboard into my scrawny arms and told me to go for it. My arms flapped like a baby turtle, and I got out to the kiddie bowl and caught some white water. I was amazed by my speed as I flew over the crystal-clear reef. I suddenly felt that a door had been opened. I finally felt that I had found something that I could do at my own pace and that would give me a sense of belonging. A few months later, a friend and I were walking past a garage sale, and I noticed a surfboard going for $12. I knew I had to get it, and so I ran back home and begged my parents for the money. They caved in, and on that day I officially became a surfer. Finding Stoke So the career of Steve Zima, surfer, began on that day. I wish I could say that my life changed all that quickly. The problem was that I was suffering through challenges with my botched-up nervous system, and so the robe was long and tough. It took me about a month before I could really stand up perfectly and ride to the shore, which made me perhaps the worst surfer out of the grounds at my local beach. But I refused to give up no matter how many times I fell or got cleaned up. I refused to give up because the feeling I had, the feeling of Stoke, was one of accomplishment and pride. I remember the day that Lou threw a magazine on his bed, and we both thumbed through the pages in wide-eyed amazement. The magazine featured the now-famous free-ride sessions in the winter of 1977-78. The waves appeared to be mountains, and guys like Rabbit Bartholomew, Sean Thompson, and Peter Townsend were surfing at a level we had never seen before. Being from Hawaii, we were stoked looking at pictures of Larry Bertelman and Button's Kaleo Kalani, too. Gawking at the pictures, I knew this was my destiny. I could feel it in my soul that one day I would be a professional surfer like they were. 
I would ride mountains, and I would step off a plane on some far shore and smell the air filled with exotic scents. Lucky number 13. My father had a tattoo of the number 13 on his arm. 13 was a lucky number for me as well, and a very odd twist of fate. My life had changed drastically a year earlier. I had changed in many ways since the first few months of surfing. I had grown several inches, and my once bony body was now filled with muscles. The locos were now cheering me on into the big sets out of the back and giving me props when I came out of a barrel. I had lots of friends at school, and my physical issues had melted away. I also had ventured out on some days of consequence for an adult, and I was still a young teen. I had surfed at Sunset Beach and rode a la Moana on days that had pole sets. This only happened when it was at maximum size for a la Moana, and I rode it on my backhand. But the biggest change came when my family moved to Florida.